real business owners telling real stories and experiences. Welcome to the show. What's up, everybody? I'm here with uh, Kathy Coons, uh, one of my long-term, one of my first customers uh, five years ago. So we started doing business, become friends. Kathy is the owner of the Menchies out here in Davie, Florida. Say hi. Hi. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So we're going to go ahead and... Um, Get started, Kathy. Just tell us a little bit about your story. You know, where, what you did before, how you got here, and then what led mm. you into Menchie's. I was a serial PTO mom, stay-at-home mom for 13 years, and uh, just like a lot of people, when the uh, crash of the stock market happened, it significantly adversely affected my husband and I because we had a small business and hid that he worked to support our family, and um, we were back against the wall. Like, what do we do next? And my kids happened to dance with a large group of other kids, and we all moms take our kids everywhere, help each other out. Every day is somebody else's day to take the kids somewhere to entertain them between classes, and they took them to a newly opened Menchie's. And they came home raving about this Menchie's place. So we took them, and we were amazed by the business it was doing and the concept that we had never seen before. My husband was like, he's a business-minded guy, so he's thinking, oh my God, okay, what is this about? Could this be the next thing we do? Because we had been talking, you know, what do we do now? What do we do now? I mean, we, luckily we have assets. We didn't have anything liquid. We were barely paying our bills, but we had assets. So uh, what do we do next? And uh, he did a bunch of research on the franchise and the concept and we took a leap of faith. He went out to Discovery Day. He loved the concept. He loved the morality of the company. He so, loved some people might not know what Discovery Day is. You and I owning a franchise. I know what that is. Discovery Day is when they, you go out and they basically tell you about how the franchise began, what the franchise is about, what their purpose is, what their goals are. So you and flew to California. He flew to California. He flew to California, mm -hmm. right? He comes back, tells you this thing is awesome. He said it's awesome. He goes, they wanted me to sign on the dotted line that day, but I'm scared. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what are you scared of? He goes, because we could lose everything. We've already lost everything once in a sense, but we could literally lose everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? We're going to be the second store in the area. We're going to do fine. We have a huge base of friends. We have a huge base of contacts. The thing is getting people through the door for any business. Right. So we're going to do this and it's going to so work. So how did you, you, you said you didn't have any cash. How'd you fund it? Cause this ain't cheap. I'm no, sitting here right no, now. No, 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 no. We this sold. Ain't cheap. We ended up having to sell a lot of things that we enjoyed in life. We had a second. We had a boat. We had to sell. We liquidated some what? investment assets. We borrowed a little bit of money. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a. So you put it all out there. We put it all out. I borrowed from Peter to pay Paul, and you know I owed Mary on the side. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've but heard we that. made it right. happen. We made it happen because you have. There's a lot to qualifying for mm -hmm. a franchise. So. Yeah. We will be open seven years in April. All right, so seven years in, how's it going? It, we're still here. We're, doors are still open. <laughs> you still having fun? You're always laughing. You're always really jovial. You know, got a I, big personality. I know that's part of it. But everybody's got bad days, but you've uh -huh. got to try to find the upside on everything. Even mm -hmm. when I lose it on my kids here at the store, I yeah. may lose my mind. Poor kid, last week I lost my mind on him <laughs> over a jacket on the floor. And then I have to come back and go, okay, I'm really sorry that I took that out on you. <laughs> right? You got to apologize a little bit. But, you know, it was a little snap moment. Okay, so let's have a donut. <laughs> right? And talk it out. Talk you, it out. You know, you, you, um, you deal with, 
you know, in, in the Menchie's business, you hire a lot of kids, yes. right? A lot, most of my staff have never had jobs before. Tough in South Florida, right? Yes. How do you, how do you maintain that? Because I've actually, um, you know, heard stories from you and talked to you about kids that started working here are now graduating college and like great success stories. But in the back room, right, we're talking about like, oh man, this is a kid that like drove me nuts. nuts. Oh my right? God, there's so many of them that drove me insane. But how do you deal with that? Because it's high school kids. There's so many people out there where employment and employees is one of the toughest things that they deal with. Here's one of the things that I do. Anytime that I'm looking through applications, I anybody who first on an application has actually filled it out. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> they already go in one pile right? as opposed to the rest of them. And then honestly, I stalk every single applicant that I even entertain interviewing on every social media platform possible. Yeah. Because I want to see who they are when they're not standing in front of me. Yeah. Um, I send emails out to each of my prospective applicants and uh -huh. letting them know what I what what my expectations are and what my what I want my team to be as a team as a whole and you know what whoever responds back first responds back in the proper way responds back enthusiastic and then I check them out and see that they're not you know praising the devil on the backs on the right? background or uh, something crazy like that we end up sitting down and have an interview. Generally, if I sit down and have an interview with somebody, mm -hmm. I'm already like, I want them. Like 90% there. Yeah, we're there. We're Do there. Do they show up on time for the interview, right? right. Those are just the triggers you're looking the, for exactly. there. You know what they look like because you've been through. Yes. I love that process because I'll tell you, uh, I know that and you're in you know, the restaurant type space too, that it can be tough and a lot of turnover. Mm -hmm. A lot of turnover. It's probably the number one headache that my, I hear. My favorite interview was a girl that, and I never judge a book by its cover either, uh -huh. which is one of our my long-term employees, John. We call him Rocker John. I'll never forget when he sat down with me. Here this dude is, rocker guy, musician guy, all dressed in black with his chain wallet and his flat ironed hair and everything. <laughs> and we sat down, and he was just the sweetest kid. And when I checked him out on social media, yeah, I saw the music and everything, but I never, I didn't see a single negative thing anywhere on his social media. Sure. And after I hired him, he was just like, thank you so much for giving me a chance because most people prejudge me sure. because of the way I might dress or the fact that I'm a musician. And I'm like, dude, I have no problem with that. <laughs> There's good people everywhere. And now that's because and, and that oh, person became. Oh, he's still with me. Yeah. He's How like, long? Like How long? Four years. I oh think? my gosh. Almost four years. Oh my yeah. gosh. That guy's like an anomaly, <laughs> right? What one is he doesn't have any bad stuff on fate on his no, social media profiles, nothing. right? Correct. Second, he's lasted more than four months. Yeah. Right. Yes. Like it, it's one of those things. Yeah. But it's because you have the process. Well, you know, and I still have one employee from before we even opened. So I have one employee that's going to be with me seven, seven years. Seven years. He has no reason to stay here other than the fact that he said he can't imagine not working for me. That's that's awesome. That's it. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of people listening to this that are going to hate you for that. Because, <laughs> because they're, they're like, how do I get someone to stay longer than a week? You know? You can't. My, you can't. You can let your employees know what you expect of them, uh -huh. and there are times where you can lose your mind on them. Judith, I've lost my mind on you before. <laughs> So my kids know it's not just that I, I expect anything of, of them that I wouldn't do myself mm -hmm. and that I don't, I'm not going to badger them unless they push me and then we'll take a step back and go, okay, now that we have that, that moment, how are we going to fix it? Okay, let's continue on this employee thing because um, one of the things that I always notice about you and is you are the queen of checklists. <laughs> you have checklists on your machines, on the walls, the employees laughing over there because I know they have to do 
like 800 checklists. So, but but you're telling me you were telling me earlier they got to be simple. Right? Yes. Here's the thing. I believe in the KISS system. Mm -hmm. um, I have... I Which have, is keep it simple, stupid. Yes. I, try, I, I keep it simple, sweetheart. Oh, okay. Keep it simple for stupid is the underlying, but it's keep it simple, simple sweetheart. Okay. So here's my theory. Is that because I also... Because I, I hire a lot of times kids that sure. have never had a job. Sure. I don't want them to think. I didn't ask them to think. Uh-huh. All I asked them to do was follow a checklist. Uh-huh. And then beyond that, let's let's make adjustments to the checklist. Let's fix this. Is this not working? Let's change it up. But when you're just starting, there's a lot of kids these days that walk in like they know everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't want to know what you know. Uh-huh. I just want you to follow my checklist. <laughs> okay. That's it. Right? Um, my favorite is when I come out, and poor Judith, she got it too in the beginning. Um, I have this employee, she's an ex-employee, uh, and she was amazing. I love her, love her, love her, love her. But I remember walking out at one point in time, and something wasn't done. It was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm like... Have you filled toppings? Have you done whatever? And she, uh, oh, well, no, 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 I forgot to do that. I'm like, okay, well, let me see the checklist because it's, you know, right literally there. my checklist starts with put your belongings in the locker, clock <laughs> in. It's literally a step-by-step. -step. And, um, and she's like, oh, I don't use the checklist. I'm like, and why don't we use the checklist? Sure. Oh, because I already know everything that's on it. Oh. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. Let's check that again. So you didn't do this, and you didn't do this, and you do this because you forgot or you didn't know, but you know everything that's on the checklist. Let's review. Yeah. That would drive a lot of people nuts. Oh, my goodness gracious. It is. Yeah. We talk about it at all our staff meetings. <laughs> but, but so you, you talk about how you, you'll make the checklist, mm -hmm. right? And then you'll adapt the check the checklist yes right but like so when do you do that do you have staff meetings like how what's the process for for we don't changing have staff meetings as often as we probably should because it's hard to get everybody normal. together that's normal but yeah. i mean even just from my staff we, we i am a queen of text messaging with my mm. staff because that's the easiest way to keep people in the loop for what's going on or anything that's changed or anything that's new or something that we encountered um, I encountered someone the other day doing something, and I'm like, what on earth possessed you to think that that was okay to do? And, oh, but I do just Do you really thought, want the answer to that well, question, though? Well, the thing though? was, that it, it started with, well, I just thought, and my next response was, I never asked you to think. Mm -hmm. Because okay. sometimes that is really the, the answer. Mm -hmm. Just do what you're asked, mm -hmm. and then if you have an idea... Come to me. Yeah. I am open to ideas. I am open to change. I am open to doing something new. Do not ever implement that on your own. So you're so you're so you're saying like don't just go and do it. Yes. There's the process is Correct. come to me, let's dialogue the idea, let's take a look at the checklist, and if we need to make changes, we make changes. Right. And then you'll text everybody or they'll see it when the checklist or it'll is be there. Post. There'll be something posted to post sure the back. Check. Right. Exactly. Right? For everybody. Yes. Right? Absolutely. That's awesome. Do you um maybe you could email me a few of those checklists. I'm pretty sure people are <laughs> gonna start asking me, please give me those checklists because <laughs> I would love to do that. And now all my customers are gonna have like nine hundred checklists in their back office. It's the gonna be idea great. is that if anybody like we have openers <clears throat> and closers and a lot <clears throat> of times most of the openers primarily open or most of the closers primarily close. Mm -hmm. Not because they're incapable, but just because that's the way their schedule dictates. Sure. I have someone who is primarily a closer. Like I could probably count on one hand how many times this man has opened. Mm -hmm. And he covered somebody's opening shift. And at first I was a little panicky and I'm like, dude, I have a checklist. Not a problem. I walk in, I go, hey, listen, I know you haven't opened in a long time. Just like your checklists at night, 
The checklist is on the fridge for the back of house. Boom. Just follow the checklist. Boom. If you have Simple any questions, do you need something explained mm -hmm. on a process, just give me a call. Boom. And Done. I left. Done. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of people that take away from that. Um, I want to I wanna talk about you a little bit. Okay. Okay. Right? Like nothing too crazy here. Okay. <laughs> but you, you are at the top. Of the Menchie's brand, like you're a single unit operator, right? Yeah. Looking to looking to maybe expand, but you know you're but you also sit on some you know big time decision making boards for Menchie's. I was really surprised when I got invited. There's a committee called the FAC, the Franchise Advisory Council, mm -hmm. and we fly out to we we communicate regularly throughout the year. Sure. And I fly out to California um, typically about four times a year. And the Franchise Advisory Council is supposed to be a voice of the franchise community at large. Mm -hmm. What like what do you think got you to the table there about being to the top and being selected? Because I'm a location that shouldn't have succeeded in their eyes. Tell me more. When we per when we found this location, mm -hmm. Menchie's um their uh, choice of locations, their what what's the word I'm looking for? The their real estate, real estate team. Sure. Team, sure. Their, their, their requirements at the time we opened was that you had to be in a strip center that was on a main road, you had to have visibility from the road, you had to have easy access in and out, and you had to have a, a large chain anchor. Okay. A large chain or large business anchor of some sort. Okay. We have none of that here. We have visibility from the main road. For me, the visibility from the main road and the easy in and out was paramount because mm -hmm. I, at the time we opened, looked at myself as I was my target audience. Sure. So you came at it. You came at it from the mom angle because, right. because well, that and that goes back to your original story of how you even got to Menchie's. You right. got to Menchie's because your girls came back and loved it. You went and visited it. You saw what it should look like, right. and you realized that well, if I'm my best customer, what are things that I enjoy? You went to Menchie's. Their whole real estate team said, "Nah, I don't know." And now you're at the top because you have a successful location. Right. I mean, how long? You know, you've been doing it for seven years. How long has Menchie's been around? I think Menchie's is now 10 years old. So you came in three years right. when they were still small. I mean, yeah. they're, they're hundreds yeah, and hundreds of stores now. We were the 71st franchisee in the nation. Wow. And how many are there now? Over 500. I mean, you know, Over you're talking about you're the first opened. 20%. Yeah. You're the first 20% there. So I, re I remember when we first started, right? Some of the things that we went through as franchise owners. <laughs> um, and... So what would you say to people, because I get this, that say franchising isn't the same as just starting up from scratch? They, they, they don't value that franchise. What would, you, what, what would be your response? I think that, I mean, because we talked about, my husband and I talked about it. Well, why do we want to pay a franchise? Why do we want to have all mm -hmm. of those things? And, or, you know, if we wanted to do that, we could just open our own. Well, you can mm -hmm. if you have the knowledge. Mm -hmm. And you understand the processes and everything else. Yes, you can. And as long as you pound the pavement, mm -hmm. um, opening a franchise doesn't mean that the business just came to me. I have the benefit of the brand, so anyone who may have ever seen the brand mm -hmm. recognizes it and might look for me. Mm -hmm. But when we opened, nobody had ever heard of Menchie's except for that location Pepper in Pembroke Pines. Sure. So we did have a, a, a small base at that point in time of people who knew of Menchie's, mm -hmm. but most people had no clue what Menchie's was. Yeah. So more than more than putting the, of course you always want to put the brand out there, but more than putting the brand out there, I had to put what am I and what am I offering you? Sure. Just as if I was a small business. Our franchise does not pay for any any marketing. Uh, I mean, there's nothing. Sure. We that, that's all you on us. You run it just like yours. So it's exactly the same as opening your own business. 
only the franchise gives you the tools that you need in terms of operation. Sure. They, you know, we, we didn't have to find out where to buy our machines from. We didn't have to find out where to, certain mm -hmm. things that because there was a plan in place. You are a small business. As a franchise owner, you are a small business. You are 100% responsible for the success or failure of you your You sign business. the lease at Amenchies? It is not Amenchies. They don't it do it me. for you, right? Nope. I am a small business mm -hmm. under one name doing business as Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. Yeah. So yeah, it's All right. you, once the once the brand itself sure. grows, you definitely benefit from the brand. But just like everything else, if I ran my store in a way that was not... But wait, you were 71. You didn't know that they were going to get the 500. You knew that this was a model that could work. Any, any person who gets into franchising and assumes that all they have to do is open their doors and that the franchise is responsible for their success is doomed. Boom. They will be closing. Done. They Done. will be failing. And we've yes. seen it. We've seen oh, it. Oh, absolutely. I've seen it. I, I mean, people open up the doors and go, oh, I bought a franchise. Like, great. You know? Well, awesome. Yeah. How are you making... How are you building your business? <laughs> You're in here all the time. What... What's something that you worried about in the very beginning that now you're like, yeah, you know what? That was a little bit crazy to worry about. The things that I stressed over was failure. Oh, yep. yep. And being that I, I, I probably didn't give myself enough credit. I mm -hmm. looked at my, I'm a PTO mom. I'm a stay home mom. Mm -hmm. I don't have a college degree. You know, I, from the time I was 19 years old, lived on my own, worked two jobs in restaurants. Then I became a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. My husband had a business. Yes, I helped him with that, but mm -hmm. you know, mostly just on the financial end. Sure. So am I going to be able to do this? And I had to stand there and go, yes, I can do this. I can do this. We are going to make it happen. And if I can't do it, I will ask for help. Okay. And I did. I asked for help where I needed help. And then got education. You know, how am I going to manage machines? Am I going to be able to do that? When we first opened, I wouldn't touch one of our machines. I was afraid of them. That was my husband was the machine man. Well, guess what? He has a full-time job, you know, so he's yeah. not the one in here. Now, there isn't a thing on those machines that I can't fix. What, what advice would you give to somebody? Because right now, entrepreneurship, right, everything real hot. Everybody wants to be in business for themselves because they think that we're filthy rich when we oh, do Oh, yeah, this. no, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> right? I'm just swimming right? in dough. Uh -huh. Right? Yeah. Swimming in dough, but, uh -huh. you know, they see all the glitz and glamour. And maybe not necessarily, you know, the work behind it. And so we're trying to help them out here. What advice would you give to somebody that was going to start up, you know, a local restaurant, maybe even a frozen yogurt spot? What advice would you give them knowing what you know now? It's great to go into something. When we opened, we assumed that this was going to be like amazing. We were going to be able to pay both of our kids colleges. Mm -hmm. It was going to be such a financial gain based on what we had seen from the location that we first saw. It was a reality check that basically after year one, I had simply opened up my own business to get a paycheck. Mm -hmm. And it's not a big paycheck either. Mm -hmm. It is not a ginormous paycheck. As you know, I drove Bessie, my expedition, until <laughs> yes. she fell apart. She was yep. 13 years old. Yep. Because and for years, oh, you should get, you know, you've got the business, you've got this, you know. I can't believe you're still driving that car. And I'm like, listen, that business does not afford me a brand new car. Yeah. No, that business gives me a paycheck. You, you just gotta like grow. I, you gotta the only grow. difference is that I'm working for myself as opposed to working for someone else, mm -hmm. which has its benefits for sure. So you would tell someone to make sure that they have enough money operationally Correct. saved. Pay yourself to make sure that you're getting that paycheck, right? Yes. Don't take and on don't more jobs wait. that you can. Right. And don't wait 
to do your advertising until after you open. Yeah. That is one of the biggest Oh, thank mistakes. you so much for that. <laughs> one of the biggest mistakes that I have seen franchisees make. I have franchisees over the years that have called me, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you know, we're only doing X amount of numbers a day. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And I'm like, okay, it may not be that you're doing anything wrong. Let's talk about what you are doing. Let's first talk about your in-store systems. Let's talk about your employees. Mm -hmm. Then let's talk about your marketing. And my... I had a franchisee that was open like three months and she's like, oh, well, we're looking at what to do now, but right now we're not making enough money to do it. I'm like, what? Yeah, you got to budget that stuff in. No, that is in, your op that is in your opening operational costs. When we opened, because we, happen to live, because we happen to live in the area, we started bringing in every advertisement that came into our house. We laid it all out. What area does it cover? How much does it cost? Can I pay it a year in advance? Yeah. And there were several publications we did that with. We chose the publications we wanted to be in. Mm -hmm. Clearly, you're going to have overlap, but we made sure that our overlap was strategic. And we paid anything we could a full year in advance as part of our opening costs. So it was built into my SBA loan, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, so you budgeted it out there. So instead of me opening and then waiting to make enough money to market, mm -hmm. I was in people's face from the, word, from the word go. Yeah. And we were in, now we're only in three real marketing pieces. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, I think we were in nine for the first six months. Sure. And then we cut it back to six. Test and measure. By the end of the year because I, I wanted to saturate. Sure. Because the only way to get people through my door is to make sure that they knew I was here. Hey. So I needed to saturate people, in, be in front of people. Yeah, we talk about that uh, a lot, you know, especially in our world. Is um, being at the opening is hugely important because it's it's really the one time when someone's not new to the area where you can really capture them and steal them away. But you have to be in front of them a bunch of times because people are always people are always. Um, you know, looking for new, mm -hmm. right? They're always, it intrigues them. So you could get them in and then it's your chance to win them over and, and steal right. them away from another spot. Um, and then, you know, so that's, that's good foresight. Think, and, and today's world people, people now don't do that. No. And they discount the power behind a paper advertising too. Sure. Well, you're, you listen, I deal with this all day long. I Digital sell, I, is huge and it's very important and mm -hmm, it's great, mm -hmm, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But there is still a it is still important to have that piece of paper. People mm -hmm. still flip through those books. They still mm -hmm. open those those envelopes. Sure. You have to make sure you can't cut out any part of what could be your base customer. Sure. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, and now, you know, being that you're this far in, right? You 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 simply just add on top line people man like look i'm gonna add on quality quality people i mean you're still the pta mom because i know you hit every pta place in here i i know you you know you you came up with the high fives and the smile yeah. stuff and all those different things you know those are strategies that you have um and so i you talked about your husband yes right and you do this yes. right you think it's been harder because you're a woman in some areas. How so? It's ironic because there's other franchisees even that are men mm -hmm. that discount my opinion sure. or my suggestions or even my success because I'm female. I'm like, seriously? It's not as prevalent these days. But And those people that I do encounter that with are um, 
it's generally a uh, it's part of the way they were raised. It's sure. Do you have any questions for me about anything you're going on here in the business? Anything you might need some help with, or any questions you might have? Oh my gosh, I didn't prepare anything like that. You should have told me beforehand. You're <laughs> going to ask me. That's all right. I, li I like to pop it on you. I like to pop it on you. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm sure that there's stuff that I should be doing different. I'm sure that I need to open up your your blogs more and see what other people are doing more more because you know it's. It, a lot of people feel like for, for my business, for instance, I will not even lie about a year and a half ago. I was just tired. Mm -hmm. I was tired of having to pretend to be happy to talk to people that were mean to me. <laughs> I was tired of having to tell someone's kids to stop running on my benches. I was tired of having to deal with the same. You should give this to me for free because you don't have mm -hmm. the flavor that I like. You'd be surprised the things that we get. And I just got tired and I, I became, I, I removed myself a lot from the internal business aspect being mm -hmm. in front of house. Um, because I was like, I'm over it. I'm, I'm done. I can't. So how'd you get and through that? You have to, because what happens is you start to see, oh, so-and-so, you know, I haven't heard from this school or this location or this business or this nonprofit mm -hmm. for anything from donations to, um, fundraisers. Um, and you go, wow, you know what? I didn't realize I haven't heard from, you know, because things become so automatic. Um, so making sure that you don't let things fall by the wayside. Mm -hmm. I get people all the time. Oh, well, you know. So-and-so, they already know that this business is here. We've been here forever. Everybody knows we're here. No, everybody doesn't know you're there. Not a clue. No. If everybody already knew we were here mm -hmm. and everybody already comes, then I wouldn't sign up new people on my rewards program every day. And you would be sitting on your own island drinking funny colored drinking cocktails. Drinking funny colored cocktails. Absolutely. All day long. All day long. You're just watching the cameras going, hey, check the checklist. Check if the checklist. Anybody who can look, you look at your, I mean, because I do have that rewards program, I can see how many people sure. we sign up for it every month. Mm -hmm. And I'm signing up between four and 600 people a month. That means that those are four to 600 people who either A, have never been asked at another location, mm -hmm. do you want to sign up for a rewards program? Yep. Or B, have never been here, found us through whatever medium they found mm -hmm. us, and we signed them up. Those are all new people seven years later. So, or almost seven years later. So really, you don't need anything from me. Just keep walking in new people. <laughs> Just keep walking in new people. You're already doing all the things great. That's what, but I think that that's also too what brings you to the top of brand. So I mean, it, it, it is pretty powerful that you're at the top of a, a huge brand. I, I really want to thank you for you know coming on. Everybody out there, mentees here in Davie, Florida, right on University, uh, come in, say hi to Kathy. Tell her how much you appreciate her being a local business owner, uh, how much she does. I'm telling you, you walk in, you'll feel the enthusiasm. I thank you very much. Thank you. You know, it's been a pleasure. I'm glad that we had we could do this. And you know, I'm a huge supporter of Welcome Matt. I tell everybody about it. I well, think thank it's you a very wonderful much. tool. Right. So, and Dave's pretty cool himself too. So. I, I am really cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. See you later, everybody.